Hello, everybody out there in quarantine land. Hopefully you're quarantining. Hopefully you're staying away from your neighbors. I hope that you've had access to masks and gloves and you're with the people that you can be with and you're keeping safe and you're giving yourself hugs and eating healthy food and also having some junk food (laughs) because whatever it takes. This is my interview with Anna Chapman. She is so gracious. She's vulnerable. She's open with her life and herself and her work and her community. And I am very grateful that she agreed to let me interview her. We didn't know each other before this. I do want to say there are a couple of glitches. It is a problem now that I've realized it's a problem with within the app. And there's no way to fix that problem when you've already recorded an interview with somebody. But I think maybe I found a workaround. Regardless, this is an amazing interview. I recommend you follow all of the things that she does. She puts out a mindful minute on her Instagram. She has meditations. She has so much free content out there that... um, you would be silly not to enjoy. So here's my interview. Please enjoy it. I would love to hear back from you. Take care. to another episode of Soul Care with me, Angie Fatal. I am here in my house. I have moved from my pajamas to um, exercise clothes that I may or may not exercise in today. (laughs) My dogs are in the room with me. And I am here with somebody that I have admired from a distance for quite a while, who also happens to be in Portland, Anna Chapman. She is an entrepreneur She does body work, embodiment coaching, meditation, and so many other things. But I, I, you know, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited that you're here in these weird times. (laughs) Yeah. And I want you, if you could, like, most of the people that listen to this podcast know I go by she, her, hers, but I also... Um, have a queer bent in me and so I do they them theirs if that's even I start to my dyslexia kicks in and I start to go what are what are the pronouns yeah yeah. (laughs) so so also if you could say what pronouns um, you feel most comfortable with yeah my my pronouns are she her um and I'm also super uh, a fan of gender neutrality. So mm. uh, they, then theirs is fine as well for me, just because I think when, as people's pronouns are evolving, it's nice to practice neutrality because it's important uh, mm. to be able to be dynamic with that as people are evolving. So yeah, I like I'm that. fine with that too. <laughs> and right. I, uh, I also have a lot of grace and compassion because I get really, you know, I get stuck in my gendered terminology. So, yeah, me too. Open. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a real. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're all learning. Yeah. So do you, what, what would you like people, I mean, we're going to get into what you do, but if you could say who you are and you know, maybe where your vision comes from. I mean, if you, I'm sure you've thought a lot about it, but some people haven't, but if you could say like all the things that you do and where, where that comes out of or from. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of different things, uh, because I, I think I'm one of those, uh, intense, enthusiastic researcher types is like oh my god I love this I want to figure this out and I'll go (laughs) and try something and like dig a little deeper into a part of me or something I didn't understand about uh 
my body, and, and I think the important thing to note is that, like, a lot of my work really started from just me getting curious about the discomfort and dissatisfaction and confusion of being inside of my own body. Um, so, uh, what I do is I am a joyful movement instructor. I teach, uh, yoga, which is, I, I hesitate to say yoga because my teaching has kind of evolved into more of an embodiment, embodiment based joyful Mm. movement practice. Um, but my, sort of credentials come from uh, a yoga background. I did a 200-hour yoga teacher training uh, through Yoga Works mm. like three or four years ago. And uh, so I am a certified yoga teacher, but what I found through teaching yoga is that um, I really love giving people a space to be with exactly whatever body and person is showing up that day Mm. without judgment and with a lot of compassion and openness. And sometimes that seems like, okay, like that's a very ethereal idea of something (laughs) that you do. Like you're all getting into a room and like being in your bodies, like, duh. But what I found through my own yoga practice is that like, I really need an intentional space to start to even feel into what my body feels like or how it needs to move. Mm -hmm. Or even if there's problems or disconnection Mm -hmm. or pain, like I am such a good coper of life. Like I've, I have such good resiliency skills that I can move through my life and not even notice that I have a body. And that's like one of the biggest motivators in my life is like, I realized that I had such a huge disconnection between having a body and being a person in mm, this world. Yeah. And so that sort of questioning led me to find um, yoga and meditation and a spiritual practice, um, which I belong to a school called the Diamond Approach. And I don't often talk about it because uh, it's not something that I need to get everybody excited about and go do it. It's the <laughs> thing that I do for myself. Yeah. Um, and I've been in that for about five or six years. But the the reason I love it is because it just keeps me bringing myself back to what's happening right now in this moment. And I think a lot of us, especially in this time, and like, I know I'm supposed to be talking about everything, but I'm just getting into it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. There's no, um, there's no structure. I mean, the okay, only reason okay. I put a structure is some people need a structure. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I just we're just gonna <laughs> go off on tangents, and if you Woo! want to direct me at any point, you can. Um, but I really realized that this body that I'm living in is the only body I get, and mm. I have so many ideas about it. Like my whole life, I was really I identified with this idea that being thin would be sort of the solve fix all to my life's problems and so like the first 20 years of my life was like this dedication to diet culture and being in a small body and just like that was my whole life's mission Mm, and what I learned in that process was how to to just avoid having a body and how to do how to listen to what everyone thinks your body should do and just like operate from an outside uh, person looking in. And so what my practices have now led me to is like this really gentle and compassionate invitation to come inside and like find a place within myself that I belong. And then how do I operate from that place so that I'm not just reacting to everything because I don't have a body and I don't, I'm not grounded and I'm not a person in this world. And I'm just kind of like this trauma bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I, yep. So it, through yoga and it was interesting because like my family, my mother and brother both have been practicing yoga for like over 20 years. And I thought it was oh. the biggest <laughs> pile of bullshit. <laughs> of I was like, Ooh, yoga is it's silly it's frivolous it doesn't make any sense to me and it and it just seems so far out of 
what I was invited to do because mm-hmm. I never saw anyone in a larger body. I never saw anyone who was different in any way. It was just a yeah. lot of thin white people. Yep. And so that also was like a deterrent where I was just like, I don't even need to try this because it's not for me. And then when I started um, doing a lot of movement, and I used movement instead of fitness. At that time, I really believed in fitness. Yeah. Um, and I was, like, moving my body in such extraneous ways. I was, like, really into CrossFit and and really, like, pretty harmful things on my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a doctor or someone or maybe my mom, someone was like, you should do yoga on your off days. And I was like, oh, like a recovery. Okay, great. I'll do it. <laughs> and I did it. And and what happened was I I decided I was going to go to a yoga class that was like super off hours so that no one else would be there. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's a great time to do it. It would be six in the morning. And then the problem was I fell in love with this class and I really liked the teacher. To this day, she's my teacher that I like forever will be like, you helped me find yoga. And mm. you had no idea what you that you were like helping this person who really didn't have access have access. Yeah. Um, but I fell in love with this class and then I went every day for a year at six in the morning. Whoa. I know. Cause that's, that's some like dedication. <laughs> well, it's that fanatical diet brain that will just be like, mm, you have to do mm-hmm. this militantly. Um, or it's wrong. Exactly. I, and have, so now, I have a little of that too. <laughs> oh, I don't think you're alone. I think a lot of us face that, but like, so even my yoga started really militantly and like, not the way that I actually operate in my practice now. Mm. And so it's been beautiful to come in with this rigor and this sort of like, I have to change things and then let the practice have its way with me. Mm. And so now my practice is so much more gentle, but what I'm finding in this, this pandemic, and I like to use the word pandemic because it's actually scary and we don't need to, bring it down or belittle it or or make it not seem like the the thing that it is while also being like it's okay I think using the word pandemic gives us permission to be like it's not normal this isn't a normal time we don't need to be normal yeah but what I'm finding in this pandemic is that it's taken all of my uh situations away where I have to overperform so it's taken my job away. I don't have a job right yep. now. It's taken my um, my social circles away. It's mm-hmm. taken my need to be a community uh, builder out in the world way. Like, it's taken every pressurized factor of my life away. So it's like, I mean, you said this morning, you're like, I changed from my pajamas to my movement clothes. And I'm like, I'm wearing half a pajama and half a movement yes. clothes because I like did a yoga before. I, and, and it, and so like, that's not the way I operate on a day to day non pandemic yeah. way. <laughs> and yet here I am in this situation. And I found that with all of the space from the outside pressures, my body has this new curiosity to push itself mm. in a new way that I haven't had access to. And I'm going to say, like, years. And so it's interesting to come back to something that I feel has been sort of slipping through the cracks. Because I don't know if you know this. But usually when you become a yoga teacher, like, your whole practice changes. Because now you're looking from a new... It's not how does this practice support me. It's how does this practice support this community. And even though the most important thing to support a community is supporting yourself, which I've like yeah. told many people and like, <laughs> I'm sure I've written blogs about it. Yeah. And here I am like, Oh, whoops. Yeah. Like coming to the time where it's like, Oh, you lost contact with that. piece, yeah. And then seeing the things that, that happen when we lose contact with the practices that really fill us up mm. from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm seeing both beauty and frustration in this time yeah. because 
I had a funny thing. Uh, my partner and I were talking the other day, and they were like, do you remember when we were kids? And they were talking in, like, science class or something. There was this thing around, like, the ozone layer, and that if everyone stopped <laughs> driving their cars for, like, X number of days, the ozone layer would um, yeah. replenish itself. And I remember being like, there is no way the world would stop. Like, yeah what could we do to get the world to stop driving? And so I was like, wow, that's interesting. And to see like, oh, the environmental impact of this thing is actually, it's healing and really needs it is, is so fascinating Mm -hmm. to think about while also being like, so heartbroken for people that are like dying. And the fact that, there's so little information and and so little support that it's just like the, the level of ex, like the varying levels of experiencing experience that people are having right now is night and day and it, yeah. it it's so hard because like oh boohoo like you lost your job Anna well there's people who lost everything who lost family yeah. who lost their lives who aren't here anymore and so I'm trying to maintain a level of like reality checking for myself Mm -hmm. because it's super easy to get lost in my woes of like what am I gonna do like I can't I can't just buy things anymore and all of the like you know the little things that we just take for granted I'm noticing I'm really having to like remind myself of what is truly important and like Oh, I'm here. I have my my person and my cat and mm-hmm. my breath. And yeah. Now I I'm like, oh, I just I have movement, and and I'm I'm like taking the slowing down time to remember those things because if I don't, I get really lost in the anxiety and the yeah. unknown. Yeah, I think that that's. I think that that is one of the difficulties with um, being an entrepreneur and a, I'm guessing like me, you're, it's a small business. <laughs> yeah. So, it, so you so, get hit in a different way than maybe, maybe a business. that's a small business that has other things in place because they can put them in place. Totally. I think too, like no one is really safe right now. Like yeah. I, I think, you know, when it started, I had a great job and I was like, oh, this is nice. Like, we get to be home and we're slowing down. And then that job wasn't there. And I was like, oh, this is like really different. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like, it's so dynamic and and no one knows what the probability of either good or bad could be. Like, yeah. it's so, yeah. it's so wild to me. Like, I wake up every day like, is this really happening? Is this <laughs> Me <real?"> too. <laughs> well, and I, so... I think it's interesting too because we, it doesn't do any good to freak out, you know, like some people, yeah. the things that they're putting on the internet that are like the whole world's going to end or, you know, and yes, that is a possibility. Like everything could shift and change in negative ways, but also it could be a real you know something new and beautiful could come from this when I think that's what I want to lean into like I've noticed and I'm so sorry if I just no, said no, I'm so excited by you saying that because um so I'm like the biggest Adrian Marie Brown fan mm-hmm. I just like I think that the emergent strategy framework and the pleasure activism framework is just like life yeah. <laughs> providing, giving, nourishing all of them. And like, so based in nature and, and the way that the world operates um, on a like real yeah. level. Yeah. Um, and so I'm loving her Instagram has a, and I'm, I believe Adrian Marie Brown's, pronouns are she her I, I think I think you're right. right okay but I think so she, but she is I think she is queer definitely yeah. um so she's got an ins on her Instagram there's like these prompt these writing prompts 
and just like this kind of futuristic of course <laughs> reimagining and rethinking and like i i personally read a lot of nonfiction and um but i've heard so much so much great stuff about like octavia butler yeah. and so i've been reading um so i decided i was like i'm gonna read one of these books and just like let myself be in it and i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> because of like I'm sure it's just gonna be a wild ride but I'm excited to see like what this reimagining could could be and could look like and so I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's really funny coming out of my (laughs) mouth but I have been kind of in this weird emotional up and down and all over and my partner is a gamer and so there's this new Nintendo game called Animal Crossing. Oh, like my kids love that game. So, yes, it's made for kids. But <laughs> I I got it. And what I'm loving is I'm using this time to kind of do like a emergent strategy situation of like, I'm going to create an island in this new imagined way. Mm-hmm. So like, Oh, I love that. When I get nervous about something, I'll be like, oh, food. I'm getting stressed about grocery shopping. In my game, I'll go in and I'll be like, oh, we need to plant more food. Like, we need to make this, like, way in which the land is supporting us. And we're not going to get too greedy. And all these things that are really funny, but it's it's very helpful to me when I don't have – when I feel like I don't have anything I can yeah. do – that I, I'm putting intention in places that are helpful for me to, like, get through the day, but also have a sense of lightheartedness and innovation and curiosity and, like, newness. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's what is we're, – if we're able to be okay with the discomfort, an immense amount of creativity can yep. come out of this. Yep. And so that's what I'm leaning into. Um and it's uncomfortable because it's like, well, what, maybe I'll do all this creativity and then the dollar will <laughs> collapse, mm-hmm. right? And then it's like, oh, what do, what matters then? And so I'm really trying to practice like, well, then we handle it at that moment. But at this moment with the information we have, I want to create something that's helpful. Yeah. I want to be available in this way with a meditation or whatever so I'm trying to use the time and the creativity to put out goodness Mm. in the world because I think that's like yeah oh yeah I don't think I don't think we need to pretend it's like what you said about the using the word pandemic I don't think we need to pretend and silver lining this thing you know, make it something it's not. Yeah. But I also think that there is like a tension of holding two things at the same time. This is scary and it's life changing. And at the same time, beauty is emerging, interconnectedness that we haven't seen before is emerging. People are talking to their neighbors that they never talked to. You know, there is beauty at the same yeah. time. Yeah, it's it's so hard because it's like where you put some of your intention, that's what you're going to see. But I also notice I have this real longing to like spiritually bypass and not see any of the tough stuff (laughs) and to be like, oh, if I just like think about good thoughts and prayers and look at cute cats (laughs) and not that yeah and not that those things aren't a huge support for me personally like if I am feeling bad I do want to send out something positive but what I think is the most important thing we can do is to sit with our discomfort and to be like well why do I need to to try to change something Mm -hmm. else or why do I want to be seen? Why do I want to buy 20,000 yeah. rolls of toilet paper? Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's like, 
it's important to remember that, like, of course we're all coming from this scared mm-hmm. place. But what happens when fear comes is that we forget everyone yeah. else. And that's the thing that I'm, like, as a as a fat person, I have had to navigate some things where I'm, like, I have to put myself first, yeah. right? Like, if I'm traveling, I can't think about the impact of me spilling over a seat for someone else. Like, I'm so, so so nervous about traveling and getting there and like maybe being denied a seat or like that I'm just like how do I get there and how do I do it as safely as possible and I feel like doing that often enough creates this sense of I'm the only one and like I'm definitely speaking for myself Mm -hmm. because I don't know what whoever's listening has been through but like what I'm learning in this process also is if we jump at our fear and we react in a way that doesn't actually support the community as a whole, then we're contributing to the problem and making it worse. Yeah. And so how do we step back and say, okay, I'm really uncomfortable and I feel really scared. Let me take a break, a, a beat yeah. on that. And then, okay, what do I want to do? Oh, I want to go buy enough supplies to be in a bunker for five years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that sustainable if everyone in the world did that? No. Okay, what do I need to feel comfortable right yeah. now? And maybe it's something that you get extra of. Or maybe it's something that you're like, to me, if I don't have Oreos <laughs> right now, I don't feel safe. And yeah. it's like, okay, then get your Oreos and get yeah. extra. But I had a really cool moment. I went to the grocery store and uh, like almost all the toilet paper was out. There was like five rolls or some like packs of rolls. And this older woman went, and I was like, I wonder how many she's going to take. Like that, yeah. you know, you kind of turn into a scavenger <laughs> right now when you're yeah. at the store. Like, you're just, like, looking at everyone. Um, and she took one pack and then kept moving. And then someone else came and took one pack. And I was like, wow, this is a beautiful reminder that, like, people are here to support yeah. each other. Yeah. And so... It's just, like, I just want to remind everyone, like, we are all scared. Yep. And you aren't alone in that. And if you can lean into Zoom calling someone or doing a meditation or something when you're really scared instead of reacting, then you might make a decision that will be better for you. Because I've made a few decisions, like, of overbuying something or or paying for shipping when I didn't need to in a time when like money is very yeah. tight. And, and I've had to be like, okay, you made a mistake. That's fine. Yeah. But like, do you want to do that? Again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, how, how does that feel when you do it? And like having that beyond thinking to help process right now is helpful because like, we're all doing erratic shit. We don't normally yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, and we, you know, when, when you live as humans who are used to, for the most part, some kind of routine and structure, even as an entrepreneur, you know, where it can be all over the place trying to make stuff happen, you still have a relative routine. This is unknown. And I think for humans to live with that feeling of unknown and tension for a long time it can be really hard and so all of the tools you know I've been using every tool I feel like I've ever been given and oh, sometimes yeah. all Going in back. one day <laughs> yeah. and then I've been like oh that person's tool I'm gonna try that and, that, totally. and that's one of the reasons why I also wanted to talk to you is because you know I would just so you know I'd like to when this is over, set up another conversation where I can talk to you about your vision and, you know, how you maintain it, all that stuff. I would like to talk to you about yeah. that. But as somebody that works with people in their bodies, in their emotions, I hold a similar space. Um, what I found is, you know, last week I, I gave out a lot. And then I was like, Oh, I am like, (laughs) 
I woke up in the morning and I'm like, I can't even barely move. And then I went, oh, you're, I'm, a, you know, I'm emotionally fatigued from holding all that care for people, which is fine. But if I see it, then I can go, okay, now I need to tap out. I'm just going to try to be yeah. in my own body. You know, people can, I, I set up a container. So, and people have other resources besides me. I'm not the savior of the world, but you know, the container's there. <laughs> and if something yeah. super urgent comes up, I can check in. But for the most part, I'm going to take the weekend and kind of reassess and find a rhythm. But I wanted to ask you, like, with all the things you said, one one of my questions is, how do you see this affecting the different communities you're involved in with the work you do, but also like maybe in your friend community, what beautiful things are you seeing that might be helpful to somebody out there going, Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Or maybe we could try it. Or, you know, also like keeping in mind that theme that seems to be what you and I are talking about today is that tension, holding that tension of, you know, pandemic and beauty, pandemic and maybe environmental healing, you know, you know, all these things. Like, what it, what have you seen maybe personally? You've kind of gotten into, into that a little bit, but maybe also for your yeah. friend group and the people that you carry emotionally. Yeah, so, so I have a friend named Kathy, and she always says, like, I'll be having conversations with her. And then if she doesn't hear, like, she'll be like, what else are you feeling? What else are you feeling? What else are you feeling? Because I'll be like, well, it's really great. And I really like it. And blah, blah. and she'll be like, what else? And then I'll be like, and I'm really scared. And I don't know if I could do it. And I don't like it. And she's like, oh, okay. There's there the it is. Story. So I think that everything right now, there's this sort of yin and yang with both and. Like, and I think what I have to be okay with, because I really like, I love a tidy box, right? I like to be like, oh, I am sad. I am sad. I will cry. I will do my sad things. And then I will not be sad and I will move on. And then I'm angry. I will be my, you know, like we, I really, I think I really like, I don't like this, but I think as humans, we're, we have these egos to keep <laughs> us from being crazy people and we have these you know boxes and structures that we kind of keep our sanity in and there's beauty because like you know with spiritual practices and and doing things like meditating you can kind of break these boxes open and still be like oh I have a foundation of support and yet I don't have to be limited in the same way what this pandemic has done is it's brought the highs and the lows of everything because it's basically shook up mm. all that we are experiencing it's shaking up the economy it's shaking up it's it's yeah. showing yeah, all the places sure. where we're failing which is like a really hard place to be because we're all in it together and there isn't one thing like you know in in yep. our society, like money rules. And so now that money is getting shaken, it's shaking everything, yeah, which I think is sure. ultimately the best thing because when money rules and people aren't at the center, we're not functioning yep. in a way that's going to help people. It's going to help the money. So, so what I've found is that in order to support people in this time when mm -hmm. I am I don't have my normal foundation. I've had to create a lot of rituals that I, I've been experimenting because for the first couple of weeks, I didn't yeah, yeah. really know what I was getting into. And so I was like, Oh, it's fun. It's like, whatever. Um, and then I was like, I am so tired. I can't really focus. I'm crying all the time. Like I was so unregulated that I just yeah. was, like so manic and and that was purely because of just the unknowns on my psyche. So what I found is my sweet, sweet spot 
of grounding mm-hmm. is that I have to move my body in the morning. And I can't do it without <laughs> someone telling me what to do. Like, I, I realize that I just need that first movement or first mm. practice to be led. I need to just get my ass out of bed, have my coffee, hang out with my partner a little bit, and then get to my mat and let someone tell me. So uh, right now I'm really trying to kind of reconnect with my yoga practice. So I uh, got these three classes on, I think it's called wanderlust.tv. Don't recommend it, but I do recommend these three classes from my teacher, Rosie Acosta. So Mm. I've been doing a 25-minute practice, and I go and meditate for 20 minutes. And so those two things together have been my mm-hmm. sort of grounding support. And then I also have to put something creative out every day. And that could be out into the world or it could be like, it's even yeah. creative in my animal. Amen company. to like, that. There's so much permission <laughs> right now that it's like, it's like, how do I and. And also, I, I find when I'm feeling anxious, I have to talk to myself yeah. and be like, okay, is this really happening yeah. right now? Is there something I can do to support this? Yeah. Or is it really just a wave that I got to kind I of I love like that you said that because I am a big me. verbal processor, often just with myself. So I have to take a walk. <gasps> and too. sometimes I'll video it. Just, I don't know why that helps sometimes. Maybe because like you, I'm used to like, putting stuff out there and sometimes I never post it but I'll go oh like what your friend said and and what else and what else and what else and then I'll go oh I'm worried for my son who's in LA and that's what I'm really (laughs) feeling but it's hard without talking about it out loud for me to get at it me too it's really hard (laughs) and it drives my partner insane I'm going to try this yeah. video thing because they're like an internal processor. So they have to hear everything. And they're like, I did all of that inside. <laughs> and I was like, wow, yeah. that's amazing. I yeah, can't I've been that. like, my my husband is a, um, I would think he's a verbal processor. And sometimes I need to tap out and just take my walk so I can verbally process, but just with myself. Oh my God, I love it. I yeah. Love this, yeah. This way that we work so with our people. <laughs> what could I add? What, I mean, what meditation? I'm sure you have more than one, but what, what is your go to right now? Okay. Yeah. So I practice uh, a silent meditation and it's a, it's, it's called the cough meditation and the cough is your, mm. um, like belly center I think that's the Sufi word for it there's also the dungeon like every tradition has their belly center and so what I do me too that's my favorite like the insight timer (laughs) yes I I love it because you can do and so much free and then you can also do your own thing so if I'm gonna do yeah so much free stuff it's really nice so I do that, and then I, I'll i do, like, a, I'll set a 20-minute timer, and then I do 7 to 10 random bells, and they'll yeah. just keep me, if I've, like, fallen asleep <laughs> or I've started yeah. planning something, yeah. they just kind of alert me to come back. Like, this morning, I was meditating, and I was, like, having all this great <laughs> ideas for my podcast, and I had to be like, chill out. <laughs> like, this is not the time. So uh, that's what I do. And then uh, there's also, I would yeah. love to shout out this little ditty. Um, on Spotify, one of my teachers, Sohil Colty, uh, I don't think I said his last name right, but uh, there's a heart, they have a, a mm. podcast called Drunk on Spirit, which is Anything so hell says is like just great and and they're like an amazing person and teacher and leader, like thought leader. 
but there's a heart space meditation that uh, I've done with him on like uh, we did a session together and I did it. And I was like, wow, it's so amazing. And then they uh, he recorded it so anyone can do it. And it's really nice because it's this it's basically this uh, kind of shamanic because mm-hmm. you're like exploring inside of yourself um but he basically walks you into your heart space and then you're kind of creating it of like what do you see and what and like kind of getting to know this place and then you get to meet yourself as a small mm. child and like see if there's anything that they want to tell you and what i love about it is that i've started using this meditation to do some internal sort of processing with myself Mm -hmm. to kind of heal old wounds um and that's a great meditation to get me just I was doing it every day for a while just to kind of get me into my heart and to get creative about like what it looks like and what's there and I think with meditation there's this funny idea that you have to be really good at it um, which is like what I don't know what that means. I guess you're very focused. Um, but there's yep. a meditation for every kind of person. There's a movement meditation. There's a there's visualizations. There's mantra. There's like, but the the whole thing yep. is just like sitting with yourself and focusing on your breath and like giving yourself space from your reactivity and your emotion. And so what I would love to invite is that anyone who wants to meditate, like find what that is for you and how you get into that space of deep breathing and spaciousness and do that. Because what happens is we don't give ourselves permission to just be yeah. doing it how we want and we think like there's a way to meditate and if I don't do it right I'm not doing it and then we lose contact with the important piece which is this is a practice that connects you to yourself and reminds you of your own beingness yeah. and that's yeah. all it is. I think my friend because um, I do uh, mantras for the rest of us on Mondays and my friend had I did a just for lack of something to do I did a contest uh with no prize but (laughs) the prize was Mm -hmm. I will turn your I will turn your mantra into like uh either you know a piece of art or put you know some you know beautiful nature sounds behind it or something like that and my friend's mantra was something like it's okay to fall asleep when you meditate because sometimes because sometimes that's what your body needs to do oh that's so cute and another friend who's she's younger she reached out and she said I've basically she's always felt shame that she wasn't doing it right and the body needs to do what the body needs to do yeah yeah, and the body yeah. like will take over if it's lacking something. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you feel like you're starving, it, you are. If you feel like you like yeah. to drink yeah. so much water, like you need a glass of water. It's an amazing system. Like our body is the most incredible system, and it's so sad that technology has been led with this idea that the human body is not the most technically yeah. advanced yeah so true equipment so we, true we could ever have well yeah and to. without my you know without my body the other day I think it would have taken me a lot longer to realize that I was having you know emotional fatigue but my body was like you know I don't wake up all the time completely yeah. exhausted so I was like oh pay attention to this oh <laughs> you need to pull back a little bit <laughs> Yeah. And our bodies are also these like amazing 
places of forgiveness, like your body's not going to be like, wow, Angie, you really didn't take care of me yesterday. I'm boycotting you today. Like, I'm not going to do any of the functioning you need. I am. I'm going to shame you. The body's like, oh, my God, welcome back. So glad you're awake. So, by the way, we're tired. It's going to be fine. Like, it's incredible to me. And it's it's really sad when we that we are taught so many useless things and yet we're not taught yeah to be I mean because that is like partnership with our body the thing that potentially can save us because it tells us what we need when we need it and when we are taught mm-hmm. the fundamental tool of listening to it it changes everything like I can remember when you know yeah. when when I was trying to teach my kids to eat their food, you know, and I really wanted to know because I had, I had been in my younger years anorexic and, you know, I've done a lot of work trying to come out mm-hmm. of that, um, you know, need for control. And so sitting at the table at dinner, you know, yeah. I, all I would say to them is just listen to your body. You know, if your body's telling you you're full, then you're full. What is your body telling you? Mm. Because I kept thinking, what would I have wanted as a kid for somebody to just say, you know, not finish, finish everything on your plate. You can't get away from the table until your plate is clean. Yeah. You know, or dishing you up, you know, all the stuff that we're given around using food as a, is the analogy. It's like, if I would have just been given permission to listen. Oh yeah. Well, and like, let's take that a step further. What happens when you cry or you're upset? (laughs) Everyone tells you you're okay. You're not okay. You're obviously crying and upset. Can you imagine if instead, every time we were upset, someone said, Hey, where does it hurt? What do you need? Like, that's the thing I am constantly having to remind myself is like, I wasn't taught goodness. I wasn't taught care. Not that I was not taught those things ever, but towards myself, they were they were so super conditional that like goodness and care came when I did the right thing and I followed the rules. And I think that's the coolest, most liberating thing is that like, you are innately valuable. You are innately mm-hmm. important just because you exist. And yeah. so is every single other person in the yeah. world. Yeah. Even, but yeah, it's, it's just like, it's amazing to me how everything we're going through right now feels so shockingly hard and scary and is yet Mm -hmm. giving us an immense gift which is the gift of slowing down because when we slow down we can see what's wrong and that's the thing we're really really seeing and I think that that is the thing that I hate Mm -hmm. the most is Mm -hmm. that I've been avoiding that for myself is I, I've just, I have this immense oh, yeah. ability to cope through busyness and through getting things done and productivity and checking on people and being very needed and being very available to people. And like that whole value in yeah. myself through doing thing is done. It's not <laughs> like, it's just, it's, I don't have yeah. the same like access to make it possible And so now I'm slowing down and starting to really see like, oh my gosh, every single person has this limitless value. Yeah. Because they are. And and that's like, that's not going to change. And I think we've forgotten that. And I'm really, I'm really hoping Mm. that the new normal is to remember that and remember humanity I was listening to this podcast mm. called The Good Ancestor Podcast with Layla Saad. And 
there was this um this well you can send it to me later i'd love i'd love all the Um, links that you talked about oh yeah i'll totally send it um and and she was talking about how and this was like earlier this year so it wasn't that long ago i listened to it but she was talking about and this was pre Mm -hmm. uh COVID-19 realities of now but she was talking about how it's we have to stop saying that there we're we're in a we're in an environmental crisis because the planet will rejuvenate will regenerate it's cyclical it it will get yeah. it will, it will, if it will get too <laughs> yeah. fed up with us. It will be done with us and just burn us all up. Like we are not in control here. And so she mm. was like, "We're having a humanity crisis, yeah. not an econ- uh, not a environmental crisis. I mean, now it's an economic crisis, but it's it's true. It's like yeah, the planet isn't in jeopardy. We are, and the way we're we're treating each other and the way we're treating our planet and the way we're handling yeah. our everything is so classist and so patriarchal that it's like I think I'm I'm just hoping that this discomfort and true tragedy can mm. be the the cracking to let the light in and to to create a new yeah. normal that actually serves people. And I'm, it's just hard yeah. that, that, that yeah. so much has to happen for that yeah. to shift. Where do you, like, because, you know, there's so much unknown right now with your business. And are yeah. you basically just, like, trying to, for lack of a better word, future cast? Like, or, or stay open to new ideas? What's your... So- what are you trying to it's do in the present? So how my work works is I have basically I am a community builder and that's like my yoga, my movement, everything mm-hmm. for fat community, for fat liberation, for people. And then I have my sort of career <laughs> Yeah. Career job. I don't know. My like day job. I don't know. Whatever. And that is has morphed into helping brands and businesses who really want to connect mm. with the fat community to do it in an authentic way and also to hold them accountable to creating quality products, to creating things that serve us, to sh- creating access mm. and um, visual representations of us in in the products that they're selling um, and so because what I realized is like it's unfair for me to have my business riding on yeah. the backs of the people I want to serve and support because I believe that my work is here to help uplift all of us me included I do it for me um so that we can all go out into the world and and the exchange there is yeah there's yeah. money exchange but I don't want that to be my main uh income source because I don't feel like it's right and I also think that it mm. puts strain on fat people because they want yeah we all want our people to do amazingly well so like I love being supported by my people when they can support me, but I don't want yeah. oh, complete to sense. my I love burden that. of living on them, if that makes sense. So that's a piece of my work. And that's the piece that is kind of what I can activate right now from home. And so I'm probably going to put a Patreon out. Uh, I am opening my books to work one-on-one with people if they want. And also just having more like community mm-hmm. classes and meditation starting a podcast. So yeah. that's like, my community building piece which may generate yeah. income but is truly yeah. about like continuing to move that yeah. liberation forward and just like fill me up as a human person um and then my work with brands uh so i 
I went to school for advertising and have uh, I was a project manager for five years, and then I pivoted to support uh, Hillary and Dana at Be Nourished, and I managed their business for a few years, and then I went on to help uh, support Join and kind of uh, help create some of the visioning for that yeah. and okay because I was confused um, if and be I didn't, a part of it I saw and, you were a part of that but I didn't you know. know how it worked yeah so I um uh I was the content director and kind of one of the main thought partners on it and it's the best thing ever I love join I still that's mm-hmm. one of my movement practice places that I use now um, because it it really is based in body liberation and just moving, um, and I love it. Yeah, I love. I love the uh, I love the videos it just, that it was fun to make. I'm not sure if it was your partner that put so, them out or because I follow them too. Because <laughs> I love their yes, aw, their yeah, cartoons Titus. are amazing. Shout out to Titus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they were they yeah, did I some work with join um with the like animated pieces for social. Yeah. So uh and that's amazing and hopefully I'll be able to do some more with join. We'll see. Um and then I so right now I am re sort of putting my website together and just opening up that for new ways because what I do for brands is there's like a corporate wellness piece where I'll do like um, yoga mindfulness kind of incorporating uh, mindful based rituals and team practices into team meetings Mm. to really bring a sense of like how do we support our people that are doing all the work for the products that we're creating and then I also do like uh, subject matter expert work and support on like how do we really create yeah. products that fit and support fat bodies? Um, how do we talk to fat people? How do we support no. and hold space for them? Because like people don't do it well. <laughs> and so it's been it's been amazing to get to do mm. that work because I get to advocate for my community and I get to to yes. redistribute money that should go to fat people and should be part of that economic structure and flow of how we support our ecosystem so I love I love when big brands want to work with me because they want to make their products Mm -hmm. their space their business more inclusive um and so it was going really well until this whole pandemic happened because that's what people are wanting. They're wanting to include a lot of people and to really like branch out. So I'm hoping yeah. that that yeah. work can continue and just look well, a different way. And I love I what you do. I, I did have a question. Did, did you like, I don't know how long ago it was. I feel like it was maybe like five years ago. Did you ever offer yoga at Peninsula Park? Or some parks in town when you were getting your yoga teacher training? So this was before in the I park? Got, my, got my teacher training. I was doing meditation. I did it at... Because um, I th- the reason I'm asking is I think I almost Earth? signed up for a class. Okay. I did do it. I did, because I did it at Laurelhurst. Because when I saw your face, part. I was like, yes. and it was sure that's about the person that I think I chickened out. But um, oh, totally, oh my God, totally. It was just it was a weird time in my life too. So now I would do it without <laughs> hesitation. But you know, I was like, I think that I was it. her, but I'm not sure. And, <laughs> um and then i just i wanted to it probably was just say i i really appreciate you you have a calm about you while being vulnerable that is really beautiful and i love that 
And I also want to know if there's anything you would like to plug. Oh. <laughs> right now I'm just plugging Anna Chapman. <laughs> so if there, you know, if you're like in a place where you, first of all, if you have no extra income, yeah. I see you, I love you. That's where we're all at. So that's the first permission to not do any of this. Uh, but if you're like, you know what, I'm in a time where I'm working on myself and I really want to start a meditation practice or a movement practice or get into some of the ways in which I connect with my body or don't connect with my mm-hmm. body, um, I am taking new clients right now. Yeah. Uh, it all can, it's all done over Zoom <laughs> right now, <laughs> everything in our lives is, um, so that's something that uh, yeah. I, and we can figure out sliding scale. Like if that's something that you've wanted, like hit me up, reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram is at I am Anna Chapman. Um, or you can email me. I am Anna Chapman at gmail.com. And I also am trying to do something every week that is a community something. So Last week, I posted a meditation. Uh, I think this week, maybe a Zoom dance, which is, that's something I didn't mention, but I think is the most fun thing. It's basically where you make a playlist of, I like to do like a 20-minute Zoom dance party. Yeah. And then I have one of the Zooms where you can like invite a bunch of people. I think if it's 20 minutes, you can also invite a bunch of people for free. Yeah. Um, I upgraded because I was like, who knows what I'll need. But you play a playlist, and then everyone who joins mutes their excuse me their computer. I love that. So you're all listening to the same music. It's a dance party, and then mm -hmm, so it's from whoever starts the like who sets up. I think I saw. I'll put mine on my. I think you had. Didn't you do one one, like whoever wants a week ago or a few days ago? Oh, okay. Yeah, a couple weeks, uh, two weeks ago, I did one. Um, but yeah. I don't think I help people understand how to do it. So I might do a story of like, this is what you do. Um, but it's super fun. And it's a way to move and be together without having yep. to like, sometimes you don't want to process anything. And yeah. you don't <laughs> want to like, be like, how are you doing? Like, even I'm even noticing, like, I've talked a lot about this. It's mm-hmm. just because I've had a lot of time to think about it of this pandemic but it's a nice way to move your body and have an experience with people without doing yeah without processing but you're still processing which is what I love because you're like physically moving things through your body and you get to like I love that share your well and I'm guessing people are laughing I'm all about yeah oh yeah it's just fun and funny and then it's fun in zoom because you can pick a picture for your background so like some people were in space or someone was like someone even put like, i, a I picture wondered what that was because i was they were, we were on a, we were doing music for our friends 14 year anniversary of their community in um Colorado and some of the people had weird backgrounds and I was like is that their wallpaper like in the 70s when people had you know like yeah well I like it wallpaper yeah well I am very grateful that you (laughs) took the time and I love talking to you and I'm also really glad that we finally met because I think in the future maybe we could do something creative together if you ever want to do archery i I would love to take you when this is over wasn't that amazing she's so genuine and it seems silly to say that but it's true she's genuine she engages in vulnerability i love when people are not afraid to be vulnerable because that is a superpower is vulnerability and she has that superpower in spades i want to remind you that if your emotions are fluctuating that is normal 
If you are exhausted, that is normal. If you are depressed and sad, that is normal. If you're finding pockets of joy, that's normal. If you have a boost of energy one day and you're exhausted the next, in this pandemic, that is normal. Because guess what? We're creating what is normal for us. And every day can look different. And I've said this before, your morning can look different than your afternoon. I have been all over the map this week. And I've been trying to give myself space. Um, Sometimes it's easier to do that on some days it's easier to do that than other days so I'm just I'm trying to be gracious with myself and those around me and I hope that you can do the same thing for yourself it's hard out there because we have no precedent for this so please set a precedent to take care of yourself to love yourself because you are worth knowing you are worth loving you are worth being in this world Remember who you are. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, rate, review. Do all the things. If, you, if you're listening on Apple, they have a way to do that. If you could give me five stars and a review, that would be great. Um, everything helps. And I really love interacting with the people that listen with this group. Also, does anybody have a great idea for what we could call ourselves? I mean, we could call ourselves the emotional preppers. That's what I've been calling everything in this pandemic time is everything that I'm doing is emotional prepping. So I don't know, just throwing it out there. Take care of yourself and wash your hands.